Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today we are talking about how to make and keep a New Year's resolution. Mm, it's that time of the year again, right? Like oh. mid-Jan. I know a lot of people really like poo-poo on New Year's resolutions, but I actually love them. Like I love goal setting at the start of um, a new year. And I know this is going to be coming out like mid-Jan, but it's it's never too late, right, to reset, re-anchor. And actually a lot of people have probably already given up on their New Year's resolutions. <laughs> so if that's you, the, we're speaking directly to you. <laughs> It is a bit like that, isn't it? I think a lot of people think that Jan 1, all right, we just start on everything new, overhaul everything. But personally, I actually like to wait until this time, sort of that mid-Jan, because all of the festivities and the craziness and all of that kind of wears off. Um, And then energetically, I'm in a better place to be present, to really focus on making the New Year's resolutions or even just, you know, it's not so much a ritual, but having that mindset and clarity on the year ahead, Mm. I don't like doing it if I'm tired and still recovering and my energy is a bit drained. Like I'm a big believer on getting your mind clear and ready, getting your energy high or your high vibration. Mm. You know, you get pumped about it and then you make the New Year's resolutions rather than like, okay, Jan 1, I'm totally cooked. I better do this. It just doesn't work like Mm. that. You have to put that energy into it. Absolutely. An analogy I really like to use, and I've always used this when it comes to like goals and even competing is it was always around um, like, I don't flick the switch, I turn the dial because a lot of people like they think about health and fitness and especially any goals in that area, like on off, like I'm on my diet or I'm off my diet, on my program, off my, I'm prepping or I'm not prepping. Whereas I like to sort of give myself permission just to turn the volume down and turn it up at certain times. And I think it takes time, right? Like you go through teething pains whenever you're getting back into routine because, you know, you've had fun over the festive season. You've had some drinks over New Year's and celebrated with good food and done all the things. And then, like you said, Danny, January 1st, you're still sluggish and you need to like gradually just layer things on top of each other and slowly turn the volume up. So by the end of Jan, you know, you've still got what 11 months left of the year. You want to make sure or whatever you're doing or, or whatever goals you're setting for yourself, it's actually sustainable because the reality is that the majority of people set goals in Jan and they're just, they're not even doing them by March. And to, like, it's, it's, it's miserable to think of that. Like the majority of people aren't going to commit to their stuff and they do show that the majority of people fall off by March. So today we want to talk about, yeah, like how you, how, what you said, Danny, like how to make New Year's resolutions, but then also how to keep them and where people go wrong. Yeah, exactly. So Sherelle awesomely pulled up some statistics, which were quite interesting. So we'll go through those today, but then put our own personal spin on it. We've been creating um, or setting goals for a long time. And I know that over Mm -hmm. the years, we've done it sort of in different ways. So there's no real right or wrong. It's just about a way that resonates with you that allows you to keep the resolution, as you mentioned. That's the key word. We can all make them. You write something down and then you never look at it ever again. Yeah. Like we can all do that. The real mm. key is in keeping them. So I'm really excited to elaborate on that today and get into it. Yep, absolutely. So the first stat that I pulled up was 59% of young adults aged between 18 and 34 have New Year's resolutions, which makes it the largest largest demographic that sets these goals. So 18 to 34, right? It's us. Um, I don't know what era that is, but I feel like we're in our 
prime years. Do I dare say? Like, yeah. so I don't know. We're in our prime <laughs> years and we're motivated, right? And I think like having nearly 60% of that age group set New Year's resolutions, it's something to normalize and it's something to celebrate. And like I said, a lot of people are like, New Year, New Me, all these people in the gym in January. And it's like, how about just celebrate that and like be happy that people are trying to create change in themselves? Like, don't kick them because they're down. Um, it makes me mad when people are like, oh, all these New Year's resolution bunnies in the gym I'm like at least they're doing shit and having a good go so like let's just back each other support each other like reinforce that setting goals is healthy it means that you're committing to change and growth whatever it looks like for you exactly and for the personal trainers lap that shit up they're your clients guys like don't yeah like that is the time where people come to you and they want your help so it's good for your business you feel good because you're helping people like this is the time where personal trainers you know you get Mm. busy again like it's it drops off sort of december start of jan drops off but the new year new me people are awesome like and i have little traits of that too it's it's an excuse to have a clean slate or just pivot you know there's new energy in a new year and i think it's really cool but yeah there are a lot of memes going around and and funny reels about all of that but it is what it is it's a real thing and i'm all for the new year new me to be honest I love it. Yeah, me too. Me too, absolutely. And on that same um, study, it showed that health-related resolutions cover the top three. Uh, And this study found that 70% of all resolutions relate to physical health, which, look, doesn't surprise me in our day and age that the majority of people are wanting to improve their physical health. Um, We live in a society that requires work in that area, right? Like we're not really active anymore unless unless your occupation ties you to being um, an active individual and you know, we know the obesity and weight gain and like everyone sets weight loss resolutions, right? It's like one yeah. of those things. But, you know, I have physical health goals and it doesn't mean like physical goals don't have to be weight loss. And I just really want to reinforce that because like a lot of people set weight loss goals at this time of the year. And it's like, what about trying to be stronger or fitter or, or faster or more active and like setting physical goals? Like I'm all for it because I think majority of us could probably be more physically active. I don't know what your stance is on that, Danny. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I really love that. Um, And I do also want to see the stats change, you know, 18 to 34. I think maybe people are a little bit more hopeful or Mm -hmm. they feel like they're still finding out about their life. But for anyone older than that, I mean, I'm 30 now. I would hate to like have four years left in me for all of this. (laughs) So I'm going to advocate for everyone over the age of 34. Like, It's just a common statistic. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that you can't change your life. Like you hear stories about people in their 50s or 60s changing their career and then making it in all of that. Mm. So that's my, I just had to go back on that one to say it's just a stat. It doesn't mean after that age you can't set goals. Probably a little bit harder tied down to bigger responsibilities, kids, Mm. mortgages and all of that, but there's no excuse. And I know Mm. there's that saying like you can't teach old dogs new tricks. Bullshit. Some, yeah, for the generation of some, for my parents, I think that's true for some mm. reason. But mm. I, I don't know. I'm going to call bullshit on that, and that's just a cop out and an excuse. Yeah. Um, not everyone wants to change, but for those listening, mm. obviously you love changing yourself, and you know, hearing our two cents on things. So you can set goals after mm. that age, um, and then. Yeah, people are realizing that being lean doesn't actually equal health. And Mm. you can be lean and be miserable, just like Mm -hmm. you can be rich and be miserable. So the New Year's resolutions are kind Mm. of changing in a way 
because we're all becoming more aware about what true health actually is. It's not Mm. just that physical body. So I love the points that you just brought up. And then also people are getting a lot smarter and we've spoken about it many times, you know, after the pandemic, everyone sort of really realized how important health is. Um, Mm. So I'm sure, yeah, those stats have just skyrocketed in terms Mm. of wanting mental health and just wanting to feel good about yourself and feeling safe. So yeah, it's really cool to set intentions for, health rather than just I want a six pack. Yeah, absolutely. And I just have to highlight something you were speaking to there is um like even more recently we've had like some, I guess, what was just like older mums, like 40 and 50, like join the women's health movement. And like once you get to an age and your kids are like teenagers, it's like, all right, this is my era. Like yeah. this is my time to shine. You've got the money, you've got the time, like you've got the home, you've got the partner, the kids are out of the house. Like there is no age that you stop focusing on yourself. It never should be the case. Like we should always be the main character in our own lives because if we don't look after ourselves and we preach this 365 days a year, right? Like if you don't put yourself first, no one else will. Um, and I think mothers need to hear that a lot as well because yes, of course, you've got other priorities, but your health and well-being and like physical and mental is so important to make sure that you've got motivation, momentum and enjoyment um, out of your year. But something you said there, Danny, as well, and just jumping down to one of the stats is like COVID impacted the type of resolutions for 75% of people who um, set them. So after COVID, they focused more on mental health, eating healthier and finances. So shifting around, and we see this with you know, news resolutions, people have got the spreadsheets and they've got health, well-being, relationships, like other areas of health, right? Because it's not just about physical health. And I love it. And I've also, I don't know if you've noticed this too, Danny, but I've seen it ripple in across the fitness industry as well, where a couple of years ago, you know, it was all about body image and, you know, like, my 12 week shred and people would put up bikini photos of them shredded and selling a challenge and all this shit that come with it. And now it's the other way, but the it's slowly getting there. They're still using the same promotional activity, but they're using different messaging. They're like habits or like, and you're like, come on, like, I don't know, like it's shifting in a good way. Yeah. Um, But I'm like, I wonder if anything's changed or I just wonder if it's just marketing. Like it's probably still the same product. Oh yeah. The same process as you said, but I mean, People are using it. Well, that's what sales are and people pivot. You know, people aren't selling that shred program now, but now they're selling business coaching. You know, it's 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 just the natural progression. But I think we're getting older too, man. Like, I'm sorry, but we are. So I know our attention is different. So my attention is now looking at mums and women that I aspire to be like. Um, obviously, our friends have kids now and um, I think our lens is changing too. So we're not really, as well as our knowledge. So we're not really drawn to that in the industry as a whole, as we always say, you're always going to have people who just want to be shredded because they haven't had the real, they haven't gotten there yet. So they haven't had the realization that it doesn't solve your life problem. So there's still a big, big, big market for that. But as I said, as we're getting older, our attention is shifting to more business, finance, how to be a, a boss-ass mom, like have a family but still look after yourself. So I've mm. definitely noticed a shift in my awareness, but I think it is also just an age and experience thing. But I love it. I think, yeah, it's really cool to hear that there's no age limit. Like mm. you can literally work on yourself at any age and and that's awesome. And it's cool to see the shift in that awareness as well. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, kids. You saw you visited some kids over New Year's, didn't you? All of our friends have kids now, man. Oh, it's weird <laughs> as shit. I said to one of my best friends, she's getting a baby out of the car, and I'm like, it is so weird to see you with a child. Like, <laughs> it is so weird to see you with a child. Even though I've got like, you know, like I've quite a few friends that have had children. Yeah. Um, when you see one of your best friends, like one of your best, I'm like, man, we were in the backseat together a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Times and I just I would not have pictured us being here. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's the next chapter, it's the next era. And I think the older that you get, like you said, Danny, you start to realize what's actually important. Um, and I was talking about this a while ago on my Instagram or like a few weeks ago. I was thinking that, you know, back in the day I used to be inspired by you know, how people looked or, you know, those certain things or competing or their titles or just whatever. And now I'm not. Like I'm like everything has a cost, right? And everything requires a cost. And when you're setting goals and when you're setting benchmarks for yourself, now my I think my definition of the life that I would call successful has shifted over the last couple of years of being like, well, I don't want to get to that age and just have a crown if that's all, like well, all the things I had to let go of to do it. Um, it's not worth it, right? And like you said, Danny, when you've got inside knowledge, your perspective shifts, it allows you to set more holistic goals. And I can think, you know, not just a couple of years ahead, but five, 10 years ahead and the life I want to live and I think something that a lot of us probably have especially in that age group like 18 to 34 we're so used to thinking short term and we're so used to thinking about like that next thing rather than the 10 years ahead which you know our parents era probably were really good at you know they're talking about paying off their investments in whatever 10 15 years and I'm like 10 15 years that's a long time but it's not really is it it's actually short it's short for some people so yeah being able to recognize that goals can shift and change um, and then our resolutions and like our habits and our processes and the things we focus on, that should also change too. A hundred percent. It's all about pivoting. Um, we really need to get used to the idea that we might make a decision in one frame of mind in one point in time, but it doesn't mean that you have to stick with that just because you decided it in the first place. You have to pivot. Um, but I think some of the problems with New Year's resolutions is people just go too hard, too early and too short term. You know, you were saying long term is important and it really is. So one of the stats is 23% quit in the first week. So you know that they've just really <laughs> not been rough. in. Yeah, they're just a bit delusional. You yeah. know, I don't know what they've set. Mm-hmm. Um, 23 in the first week and then 36% make it in the first mm-hmm. month and only 9% keep their new year's resolutions which there's a problem in the goal setting like 100 percent, it has to be a problem in the initial process whether they Mm. did not actually sit down and concentrate on it or they just Mm. went too hard you know someone who hasn't trained ever all of a sudden set a goal to train seven days Mm. a week it's not gonna happen Yeah, absolutely. And if for anyone listening to this, like I would encourage you to go back and listen to one of our previous episodes um, towards the end of the year where we did some reflection, right? Because a lot of people say that we learn from our experiences, but we don't. We learn through reflecting on our experiences because every lesson's repeated until learned, right? Like we always go through the same loops. So if you're not pausing to go, what worked this year? What didn't? Where did I set the benchmark this time last year? How did I go? Where could I get help? Did I ask for help? Like if we're not reflecting on those things and not recognizing progress that we are or aren't making, like you're just going to repeat yourself and go into the, the loop of constantly needing the next challenge to get you back on track, right? And that's the problem in 
the fitness industry, it's pretty obvious that everything's sold in, like I said, quick, short-term fixes, eight weeks. You ain't achieving shit in eight weeks. Like I'm just going to tell you that right now. You're not. You might lose a couple of kilos. It's going to come back on in 16 weeks. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm just like, no one tells you these things. It's like, Mm. give yourself eight months right? That's how you're going to be able to achieve a result, sustain a result because your progress, you're like an onion, right? Everything needs to happen in layers. It doesn't just, you don't just cut through like an apple, you're an onion, you need to peel it. And people aren't committed to that peeling process. I don't know why no. I'm talking about onions. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I'm, I'm feeling I'm my onion. eyes well up just because I'm visualizing onions. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so true, um, so I love that though. And that's so true. And all you have to do is just Google biggest loser contestants. Where are they now? Yes. They did study on that, didn't they? Yeah. it's very sad and alarming yeah. it's like holy shit like they are all way worse off they just went too hard too soon you know um and then it's just not good you have to slowly create habits and peel the onion i've never peeled an onion but i will just I'll, I'll, yeah, no, <laughs> just to support the analogy because i love it <laughs> um and i just had a thought what i might probably no i will there was no confidence in that what i will do this year Normally I set intentions at the start of the year and I look at it often, but then I don't actually change those goals. So I Mm. think I might hold myself accountable maybe every three months just to pivot and maybe change some numbers or change some goals. Because reflecting on last year, I make, um, as I've mentioned a few times over, I make a keynote presentation Oh, yeah, I remember that. I love it. I can carry it on my phone. Um, It's on my computer. I can add images Mm -hmm. and and all that. Like a vision board, wasn't it? Like a vision board on a keynote presentation, um, which is the same as like PowerPoint if you've got any other computer. Um, And and it's really great and a lot of it comes true, Mm -hmm. but then there are still elements of life that you cannot predict. I didn't even have opening the new gym on there because we had no idea that that was going to happen. Um, so I think that was a little bit of a loophole in my goal setting. I just left it for my sort of predictions for the next 12 months, but then didn't re like change anything or Mm. revisit goals. Um, and then I think another thing that I will change is being less specific Mm. with certain numbers or numbers of clients. Um, because of that pivoting, I put a lot on the plate. So then some areas had to be dialed down while others were dialed up. So specific goals are great, um, but you can't set too many specific goals. And that's what I did, I think. So, yeah, yeah that's probably two things that I would change. Revisiting and then set specific goals but not too many because mm. it, it's quite hard to focus on so many things at once. Yeah, absolutely. And we did a we did a um, podcast on this a while ago about how our perspective on goal settings changed when we, you know, when we first ever talked about goal setting, I think we did on SMART goals, which is specific, measurable, accurate, realistic, timely. I think Good it is. It's like, yeah. a, it's like an acronym to be able to set goals, right? Um, whereas, like you said, Danny, I think we need to know what direction we're going in, but... You know, we we can't foresee everything. And if we try to, we're going to miss opportunities because we're so hyper-focused on something that maybe shouldn't be happening, right? And I've really lent into that um, like the last year of just being like, whatever will be, will be. Like the things I can't, I can dictate what direction I'm going in, but I can't dictate the objective data that comes from that. Like it just is, data is what happens. And I think it's really important to give yourself flexibility uh, with things because none of us would have ever predicted COVID, right? That would have screwed up a lot of things. And people get quite derailed when things don't go to plan as well. And that's the mindset that's actually like 
catastrophic. That's where people go downhill because they feel shame, guilt, disappointment. Oh, well, I, I suck anyways. And it sort of confirms this negative bias. And then they go down that rabbit hole. Whereas, you know, if we have a positive relationship with failure, um, that it's just another opportunity to redirect, then that's how we can stay consistent. And I think when you said as well, like 23% quit in the first week and only 36 make it past the first month, I also have a, a bit of a belief that a lot of the advice that's out there around goal setting, it's not for you. And when I say you, I mean you high achievers, you people that already set the benchmark high, you people that are hard workers, right? Because there's all this stuff. It's like new year, new you, work harder, hustle. There's all this shit and it's, it's not even relevant. Like for people like us, we need support. We need clear strategy. A lot of us probably set the benchmark too high right? Which sets us up for failure. Whereas the majority of people, sometimes they actually don't set it high enough or they're not realistic with their goals. Like it's just sort of skew if, but when you can't reflect on the hard work that you're doing, right, it's never going to be good enough. So I think goal setting needs to be looked at differently for people that are quite gritty or ambitious because we will do the work. And sometimes that's at our detriment because maybe we need to set goals in other areas. Maybe we need to actually just reflect on the, on the progress that we're already making. Maybe we are achieving more than what we know right and I've definitely done this like I've said you know I used to be very oh, do I say masculine like very direct in the way of course. that I set goals <laughs> of course. um but it's it sets you up for failure right like it sets you up for failure and it makes you want to quit and it makes you like just jump ship and focus on something else and be too erratic you know with your goal setting process so yeah. That's my two bobs worth on that piece. I love that. And we've all been there. We've all had a time in our life where we just go, 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 go. And it Mm. served us at that time. But again, we're older now. We're realizing there's more to life than just achieving and hustling. My people that, you know, I follow some pages on Instagram that inspire me. um, And it's not people who just work 14, 15 hour days. It's Mm -hmm. people who work have like I'm just talking about business obviously you know they have their companies running for them and they can live a lifestyle they can spend time with their family they can sleep eight hours they can do the amazing things and yes you have to have periods of time where you're really dialed up and go 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 and things are Mm -hmm. compromised but the end goal should not be to always be hustling 24 Mm -hmm. 7 and then not having the other elements of life, the natural elements of life, human connection, love, you know, taking chances, doing things that help you grow. I think they're very important as well. Um, And I'd love to get your take on probably the year ahead. Last episode of when we were talking about our reflections was very work orientated for you. And you guys have made incredible things happen, but are you going to change anything for the year ahead? And I know we did kind of talk on it, but Mm -hmm. What's your outlook in terms of the goal setting? How are you going to do that process? And yeah, what changes are you going to make? Yeah, thanks for that, Danny. That's all right. Um, Yes, yes. I'm very hyper aware of like the season that I'm in um, and I'm very like, you know, one of my biggest lessons this year is that like balance doesn't really exist. Um, and I think, you know, everything does happen in seasons and Luke and I have already sat down and done like a little bit of goal setting around both business and personal and relationship and like what direction we want to go in. And we're both identified that probably the next six months, it's a business season. Um, and I think I said that on the reflection, but we just know that the next six months, like this is just like head down and it's okay if things are like out of whack and we're not working on relationship or traveling or doing certain things, because this is just a 
the business season. Um, and once the business season is like slowing down or turning down, like never off, never on, mm, right? Yeah. Just like dialing down, you can shift into other areas. So we, like I said, we've done like our, um, because I think everything needs to be done in terms of like objective and subjective. Like you need, you need direction and like I need clarity to not to give like calm me down and Luke's really good with that numbers data everything's always like if it's not a it's a yes when it's a definite yes right whereas I'm like yeah okay like a bit fluid um so yeah we've definitely done like some goal setting around what the next six months will look like but then also like what you said made sure that we've also done some goal setting around okay well how are we working on our relationship and like when are we giving back to that um how can we include that in the week and make that like normal when we're out of this season travel family friends and like what you said Danny like like success to me is like freedom you know it's it's like I don't want to spend my life behind a computer screen like I love what I do but I want to be able to go out and create more opportunities for others and connect with people in real life so I think having like direction and then for me like this is the chapter and season for that this can come then rather than feeling guilty for like Mm. not being able to do everything all at the same time because it's unrealistic. And I think when you've got both parties and obviously Luke and I are partners, but we're also in business together. Like when you've got both parties on the same thing, it's easier because when you both know, I'm like, it's business season. Like it's not, I'm never going to nag and be like, Luke, pack me up for dinner. Like I don't do that shit. (laughs) Do that shit. That's that masculine side. (laughs) Right. Rather than being like, you know, you've done a lot of work this week. It's like that's the season we're in and that's yeah. okay. I'm not sure if that answered the question. Sorry. It did. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. And thanks for sharing it. I mean, we got some great feedback on just when we were sort of transparent with the challenges as well. And um, I think for me personally, just keeping my mindset strong and Paul as well. We've been doing a lot of work mentally, you know, getting help from other people as well on that because if your mind isn't strong, then nothing else matters. Mm. Like, um, I just had the Metallica song stuck in my head. Nothing else matters. It's a good song. <laughs> when you say like, when you say that, Danny, like, what does that look like? Just for those that maybe don't know about like what work or help or what's that look like? Yeah, I mean, if you if you aren't spending time working on your mindset, then you can have everything else, all of the material items. You can have a relationship, or mm-hmm. you know, and people around you, but you will not value it. You will never feel good enough. You will never. It's a never-ending chase, and the achievements you, won't matter. The achievements won't matter. So, a lot of people do set these goals, and they they are setting them to cover up whatever's going on in their subconscious, mm-hmm. and it looks different for everyone. Um, and so, yeah, Paul and I made, not that we were really bad with that, but moving states brought on a lot of feelings of being homesick for me and then going straight into the pandemic. So then, like, I get really good at working to cover up those feelings. I didn't dive into them at all. I just started mm-hmm. businesses, which I love. Um, but I'm like, hang on, no, I have to look what's under this. Every time I want to start a new business, I'm like, what's going on? Am mm-hmm. I running away from something or am I inspired? It's one of the two. Yep. Uh, so spending time just working on communication um, with everyone around me and, and, yeah, all of that really has been a great focus for the past 12 months um, and then we're going to take that going forward. I'm going to yeah. start reading my books again and, like, not that I didn't but it just wasn't 
my healthy habits that I used to have when I was competing. I felt a bit lost and we both did, to be honest, because Mm. from 2019 was our last show, same as you Mm. as well. Um, But both Paul and I went down the road of not really focusing on our physical health as much, Mm. um, mental health habits, things like that. Mm. So it just feels really nice. I feel like I've finally got that back. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, it's a slow transition, but that is definitely always going to be the backbone forever now because mm. I've learned a lot moving here to Sydney and seeing how people live, like really, really successful business people, and you can still be miserable. So mm. it's been really eye-opening to see a whole nother way of living and realize that at the end of the day, as humans, no matter what is around you, if you're not happy within with the basics, if you can't sit in a room with yourself and then be happy for the most part, then nothing's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. That was a really deep tangent. Sorry. I hope that no, I love it. I think it's important because it gives it gives things context, right? Like mm. the small things, we should never let them go. We're never too busy. Um, and even like Luke and I, when we sat down the other day and we spoke about this, like, he asked me, he's like, what things would make it easier to get through this next period? Like what's really important to you? Because I think that's that's important. That's it's nice. not just all hustle, right? Like it's not like what you said. Yes, you're going to have periods where things are turned up, but what's really important? And to me, it's like my self-care is really important. And a big part of that is my training, right? Like I just, even if it's not a killer session, like I just need to know that I've got that space there, just to be able to move my body and get away and like have some space on my own and put my headphones on and those sort of things, um, as well as like, you know, good nutrition because I just find that when I'm busy, I just don't respect food quality and I might miss meals. And, you know, you just get in this like bit of a spiral because you're not organized. Like you're so organized in your business and then it comes to your personal life and you're not. So I think it's all well and good to know those things. And a lot of people listening, those things are probably really important as well. But we sat down and I was like, okay, well, where do I normally fall off? I'm like, you know, it's midweek when I don't have time to get to the shops. Like how can we fix that? It's like, well, let's just order it, you know, because I don't want to have to send you down. I always forget to tell you to get things. And it's like, (laughs) it's like, let's just let me order it and you just pick it up, you know, and then that's one problem solved. And it's like, okay, well, with training, maybe I can't train at my ideal time, but I can be flexible with it. So I can just sit down at the start of the week and slot it in. You know, there's lots of little practical things that you can do to make sure that you can achieve those things. And I think that's what we really want to talk about today is like a lot of people just don't start small enough. They're not realistic. They're not focusing on the processes and the habits required to actually achieve those goals. And even Luke and I were both doing our habitual self journal together with the three, like it's the tiny little things, right? It's the tiny little things. And people really don't think about it because they go, right, January 1st, I'm all in. Like I'm all in and they throw the kitchen sink at it and they haven't (laughs) even identified where they're slipping up. And I'm not sure for you, Danny, but was there any things that really helped when you said like, I'm finally you know, getting back into the swing of things. Was there any of the little things that really helped you that you probably had just like neglected? Yeah, thank you. I think um, I was loving working so much that I might skip a nighttime walk. And obviously mm. the weather p- plays a difference and we didn't actually have cardio at the new at the old gym. So like I made those changes and I became a little bit more active just to get my head clear, um, yeah. asking for help 
from people, from colleagues, from friends, um, realizing again, <laughs> same realizations, but they're always on a different magnitude, realizing that you can't do everything yourself. Um, yeah. I started putting effort into my appearance again, you know, um, and, and whatever that looks like for me, I like getting my lashes done and my nails and it may sound superficial and it is what it is, but I feel good about myself when I look after myself in those mm -hmm. aspects um I started buying new clothes like I asked Paul's mum can you help me pick some nice outfits because it, it all stemmed from 2019 and then not being able to do any of those things because mm -hmm. you go from being a competitor feeling good in front of the camera feeling fashionable and and all of that and then I really did lose that feminine I didn't like I stopped feeling sexy and all of that mm. and I only sort of just bloody realized that to be honest mm. which how important that is and sexy the feeling sexy looks different for everyone it's not a weight goal it's not do you have your nails done it's mm. not am I wearing fancy clothes like it, it can be and for me, it probably is a little bit because it's so different to the life that I've come from um, that I really just stopped feeling sexy. Paul, like, yeah. he's great. Every day he tells me, you know, oh, I love yeah. you so much, blah, blah, blah. But you have to feel it within yourself. 100%. And I'm, you know, stepping back from always being at the computer, always, you know, putting myself on the back burner in those little 1% details because the 1%ers do add up. And I just want to make sure that I really just feel good about myself from the inside out and mm. that's important for everyone and it does look different to everyone I just want to make that clear like mm. getting your eyelashes done isn't going to save everything but that's just my little thing that I do for myself for example no. um 100%. and that's a big focus for next year just to get that like that spice back mm. my own spice <laughs> I love it I love that Danny and I think once you've been out of um, the mindset of having to be lean because like you said it's it's sort of a messed up thing when you think about it because I'm on the same boat it's like yeah. why do people feel sexy when we're when we got abs what is it it's not even feminine right like when you actually think about it it's not so it's you develop this like body dysmorphia this natural way of thinking because it's the normal way of thinking but when you really think about it is it and I think it takes a period of time for you to step outside of that to really get used to your normal right? And like, I feel like I'm just there now. I'm like, I actually feel really good. Like, mm. I don't feel like I need to be leaner. I don't feel like I need to be bigger. Like, I'm, I feel good, but no surprise. It's because I'm looking after myself, right? Like it's not really anything to do with your body fat percentage. And I think that's where a lot of people like mix it up. And I'm a massive advocate of like, not always, but look good, feel good. Because good is subject like to you. Yep. It's like when you think you look good, you, you're going to feel good, right? And and that's the difference is like what one person thinks they look good as it will be different depending on your frame of mind. So I'm like, yeah, I look good, right? And I feel oh, good. Yeah. And like what you said, Dan, you know, you get your lashes done, you look after yourself because it's self-care. I'm exactly the same. Like I always feel good with a bit of color. I, yeah. I tan, like I fake tan like all year round. If like I'm, I'm naturally tan at the moment and I feel freaking good like, <laughs> about getting some sunlight, being outdoors. Like it's actually, it probably doesn't have as much to do with the tan as what I think, right? It's the processes and the things that actually got you there. Spending money on yourself, like pampering yourself, all those tiny little things. It's showing yourself that you actually have high self-esteem right and when people have high self-esteem we take our worth and we go I'm actually worth more than that I'm not wasting my time here I'm going to charge what I want and I'll my time is valuable that's how people start to reflect and no surprise their actions follow it 
So this is like this big ripple effect, right? And I think it, it's it's not it's got nothing to do with the lashes, right? Like it's what the lashes actually represent. I love that because no one likes lying on down on a table for two hours. Like it's it's not it's <laughs> not that. So you summed it up so perfectly. And life is a big mirror, and I'm definitely noticing that I'm not getting triggered by other people, or my awareness mm. is not um as sensitive like mm. I don't feel as sensitive about things because if I feel good about me then I don't care what other people are doing or if someone says something water for ducks back um mm. it was definitely that big mirror effect and I'm not saying that I was bad but it just felt different and yes we're always going to have to um be resilient and times are gonna get hard particularly when you do something like move or take on a new business or start a new relationship and or all of these things it's gonna feel hard but then if you make your inner self rock solid and you you keep working on you and give give back to yourself then it just makes any 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 goal so much easier and your energy is better people want to get to know you and come up to you and then you have the conversation and you might end up you know, getting 10 steps ahead because you've met someone in the same area as you and you collaborate, like you create all of these new relationships that just help elevate you, but it will always start from within. Yeah. Always, always, always. Yep. Absolutely. Can you hear the rain outside? Oh, are you serious? 2nd of January, pouring. Well, yeah, close enough. You were at the beach yesterday, weren't you? nuts in Victoria. I can't even describe. It was hailing like nothing else last week. Did you see my story? Yes, actually. That was I think that was before I came down because when I came down Nuts. for Christmas it was 38 degrees. Yeah, I can't even deal with it. Even it's and now global it's raining. Yeah. No, um, anyways, great that sum. <laughs> we won't. Great sum up though. Self-worth, self-esteem, like it doesn't matter what your goals are, it doesn't matter what your new year's resolution. Everyone should have something to do with mental health and internal health. Yeah. Um like their internal mindset. If you're not working on your mindset, nothing else fucking matters, right? More people need to recognize that because yeah, like you can achieve anything, but if you can't see it, like what's you've just wasted all that time. You need to be able to reflect and celebrate um, those wins along the way as well. And I think it's actually probably a lot of our generation too, Danny. It was sort of like, oh, you know, oh, you look good today. Thanks. Oh, you know, you look good, right? It was like that era of like, yeah. oh, don't be cocky. Like, don't yeah. be arrogant. And it's like, why not? Like, surround yourself with people that actually cheer you on. Yes. Um, because we need hype girls around us. We need to be our own hype girl. But how much better does it feel? Because we do it to each other, Danny. It's like, fuck yeah, good job. Yeah. Right? Imagine if I was a mole and was like, oh, could have done better. <laughs> right? Like, that would deflate you and you would be like, yeah, she's right. <laughs> sorry yeah no you're right but you're do you know totally what I mean? right. that yeah. is the normal that's out there though that is the yeah. normal that's out there and it's like yeah. you know if people are around you speaking like that you're going to absorb it so you need to be able to one be that for yourself like even when things don't go to plan even when you don't get a hundred percent when you don't hit the mark when you don't show up when you fall down when you fail like you need to be like that's okay um I'll move on like sit in it for five minutes I'll move on um and then having people around you being like that's okay you can still you know you can still get there you know Very you important. need that elevation to make sure that you've got the momentum because like you said sometimes we compare sometimes we have bad days sometimes we feel like shit sometimes we just don't want to look after ourselves and we need that little pep talk that's why um you're so much more likely to achieve a goal if you do it with a friend or if you mm. tell a friend or if you involve someone else you know so if you've got friends or if you've got partners that are like you know 
know, sort of the same thinking of you. And I think that's important. Like it's it's great that Paul wants to do the work um, as well because, man, it must be hard, you know, to be with someone who who isn't and doesn't exactly. think in. It would be really, I couldn't, I couldn't. I'd be like, no. okay, well, I can't. You know, you need to be with you on the, uh, you need to be with someone on the same wavelength or surround yourself with a circle of people that are at least doing it as well. Yeah, I feel like that would segue into a whole nother podcast episode. So maybe we'll pin it there and that's an idea. Pin. Um, But, yeah, well, thank you for everyone for listening and for the whole 2022, but we're well and truly into the next year now. So things will not always go to plan, but stay strong mentally and and you'll get through everything. Keep the good people close um, and don't stop striving for success, whatever that looks like for you, okay? It's a fun ride. So. Yeah, do you want to wrap it up with something cute as well? Or <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's what you put that's the bow. On. Um, no, I think it's just important to be able to sit down and sort of think about how can I make sure that I'm, you know, surrounding myself with the right people, that I'm focusing on the right goals, and that I'm putting myself first. And as you said, Danny, everything looks different for everyone. Like New Year's resolutions look different for everyone, and I know that ours will even evolve. You know, we know what direction we're going in, but what actually ends up happening um, is going to change across the year. Because who bloody knows? Who bloody knows? Who bloody knows? Thanks, <laughs> everyone. We hope you had a beautiful um, end of the year and you're ready to get into a new one. Bring it on.